This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, this is going to be one heck of a show. Brian Cashman speaks. Peter Alonzo is on his way out of town. And Anthony Pusick should be a comedian. And you can join us as well at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X. A lot of X. X. Formerly Twitter. At Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Harvey and Joe. We're here for the next three hours till 10 o'clock, then the doctor, Pat O'Keefe, is back. <laughs> he may really have some work to do. He may have a history-making show tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer? Larry Hardesty. Hi, Gordon. How are we feeling, my friend? <laughs> I was... I was talking to Anthony Pusick, who does an unbelievable job on the Michael K. Show. And he was just sharing with me some of the callers that they've gotten today. Mm. <laughs> Especially uh, before, during, and after the Yankee president slash general manager slash 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 Brian Cashman spoke. And some of those were, you know, just classic conversations, Gordon. Like, why don't they let Hank run things now? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which you got to... A little impossible. <laughs> you got to check things out every once in a while. Before you have some opinions, it's okay to, like, check it out to see if it's humanly possible for it to happen. This is a sports show. <laughs> and then it was, well, you know, I forgot who it was. Somebody else froze their head. Why did George think about doing that before he died? It's just right. it's unbelievable. Yankee oh, fans are spiraling. Yeah, yeah. And so is this team. Yeah. And, Gordon, I'm going to leave. I'm going to step back. I'll give you my thoughts about Peter Alonzo later. But Gordon, when I saw Brian Cashman, when I heard Michael Kay say that Brian Cashman is talking to the media today, I said, oh, baby, I can't wait to hear what Gordon Damer's got to say. So, Gordon Damer, the floor is yours. Well, are all the Yankee fans feeling better after hearing from the man who has put this entire thing together? He came out today. He answered some questions. Some questions I can't believe were being asked at the time that they were being asked. Hey, when is uh, D- Jason Dominguez coming up? What? What are we talking about? That's not. This is not the time for that. But it's good to know that the Yankee Grand Poobah and Brian Cashman admits that this season has been a disaster. But the better news, Larry, nobody's really to blame. <laughs> nobody's to blame. It's nobody's fault. We shouldn't point fingers. The guys are trying. The right. team is trying. This is what trying even looks like. Hard to believe, but this this is coming from the the the, the guy who runs the the whole thing. The, there's a high care factor with the team. All the different buckets have uh, tried to figure this out. They they haven't been able to figure it out this year, Larry. Which for some would think well. If you haven't been able to figure it out, why would you get another chance to figure it out after this year? But no, no, there's nobody really to, but it's very hard to pinpoint where it went wrong. So now after hearing from Brian Cashman, the good news is while it is a disaster, there's not really anybody to blame. <laughs> That's the main takeaway. Nobody's, no, it's nobody's fault, Larry. No, no, no. Can't, can't pinpoint this on one person. No, 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 no. No, no. Mm-mm. Of course not. Uh, Brian Cashman, thoughts on the season so far? It's been a disaster this season. And, yeah, it's a, definitely a shock. 
certainly uh, I don't think anybody on our side of the fence from our player group, from our coaches or manager, or even outside the organization saw would have predicted this. Uh, besides the injuries, Brian, what's gone wrong? We're going to evaluate it all. Clearly got, uh, unfortunately we're going to have some time to do that, but I'd say everybody's had a little bit of a hand in it from top to bottom. And it's our job to find out where that's what we're going to be up to and tasked with. Uh, you know, I certainly met with Hal Steinbrenner on several occasions already, and this is not something we're accustomed to or used to. You know, there's definitely going to be a lot of internal assessments going on. I so, bet you so, have met with them a lot. <laughs> right. So so there's all these different areas where things have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna identify that after the season like my question would be, is there one person who oversees all those different departments? Is there mm-hmm. is there one person who all those different departments report to? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. It's they is he to him. Yeah, is he most responsible? Yes, because it was. It would seem like if you're saying it's it's fallen in in all these different categories. Mm-hmm. Well, then the person, if there is a person, who everybody is under the umbrella of, then maybe that person is to blame. Could be. So, uh, is there a left field department? <laughs> He's is- been out of the office this year. <laughs> Is there a, He's is, out to lunch. Is the there sign a, has been. They have the sign with the the little hand, the the, the watch on it, with yeah. the little hands on it. You know, I'll be back. I'll be back in fifteen minutes. I keep is missing there, this guy. The guy is nowhere to be found. Is he having lunch with the third base guy? Yeah, the third base guy also out to lunch. They're out to lunch uh, together. Gone fishing. Gone fishing, Larry. <laughs> Absolutely. The words of Charles Barkley. They're gone fishing. I mean, listen. If you're going to have a press, and and Gordon, I'm going to go out on the limb here, and I'm going to say that this was a Hal Steinbrenner request. Okay? Brian Cashman didn't wake up this morning and say, you know what? We've lost nine in a row. I think I need to go talk to the media about this. Right. (laughs) No. uh Uh-uh. This is a Hal Steinbrenner request and demand. Uh, you heard some of Hal Steinbrenner's comments from the case show, did you not, Gordon? We, we, we've been asked the tough questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be asked some more questions. Mm-hmm. And n- nobody's happy. So, uh, and we've spoken, and the, the inference was we've spoken to Hal a lot, and that's not usually the case. Good. Now let's see what comes out of it, Gordon. Because the, guess what? You should be talking to him more. He should be upset. Everybody should be ticked off because this is an embarrassment. You are on the precipice of of tying a a century-year-old record, Gordon. A century-year-old. This team has been this team has been embarrassing over this losing streak. They've Absolutely. been embarrassing. It, it started bad. It's gotten worse, and now it's in free fall. And and look, if you ever wanted to, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, how is Brian Cashman? How is he safe? How is his name not getting thrown?" If you wonder how someone can keep that job this long, I think today was a good example. He never took any direct blame. Nope. He never said, "You know what? Everybody's got to do better, including me. It starts nope. with me." There's no leadership there. Mm-mm. It was, well, you know, this thing went wrong. Nobody could have seen this coming. Nobody could have seen this coming. 
Nobody could, nobody could have seen what happened at the end of last year, what happened in the ALCS, what happened in the offseason when you didn't make any improvements to the offense, which we've all been screaming for for years. Nobody could have seen that the offense was going to be a problem. Do they not get 98.70? Have they not gotten the app, Larry? Have <laughs> no, they not gotten they the app? Is the app unavailable in the Bronx? Because <laughs> we've been saying this. We're like a broken record. What are we talking about? But here's what's scary, Gordon. You don't need an app to know you didn't have a left fielder. No. You don't need an app to know. You don't need an app for that. You don't need a, you don't need the sabermetrician to tell you we need to boost our numbers in left field because we got nobody. Right. You didn't it didn't need an app to know we're not getting any offense out of catcher. We're not going to get any offense out of third base. We're not we don't even have any really but who's a, a steady left fielder. We have a rookie shortstop who we really can't rely on at, at, at his age to be kind of helping out the offense. That's almost half the team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, That's four spots right there. That's not even mentioning Stan. That's not even mentioning injuries, which come like injuries are all of a sudden this. Gr- oh, my God, we got hit with injuries. They get hit with injuries every year. Every year they get hit with injuries. Oh, my God, the injuries this year. It's the same story year in and year out. What are you talking about? How, how many years can you blame the same thing? Ah, you know, we've been fine. It's just those injuries. Those injuries keep creeping up. Gordon. They just keep creeping up. We keep acquiring all these people that get hurt all the time. And uh, look at that. Giancarlo Stanton's on the IL again. Wow. Who would have saw that coming? I don't know. Everybody. one 800 Can't wait to hear what you have to say after seeing the uh, – Yankees' Brian Cashman speak to the media today. Oh, he even gave thoughts about Aaron Boone's job this season. Gordon, can't wait to hear about that. We'll share that with you next. It's Hardesty and Damer in Pagrasso on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I think Boone's doing everything he can possibly do, just like all of us. We're all trying to do everything we possibly can. Or have been, you know, even though, you know, the results haven't been there, including Aaron Boone. You know, I, I know we had a team meeting Friday night before after that Boston Boston going into Saturday's game, but that didn't help. <laughs> no, it didn't, Brian. <laughs> no. This just in. <laughs> we're, we're trying everything. Well, maybe maybe somebody else has to try. <laughs> we're trying everything. Did you try to get some new players? Right. How about that? Yeah. And this uh, one more on the the la- the one we played before about nobody yeah. could have seen this coming. Yes, that's your job. Yes, true. Your to job prepared, is to yeah. evaluate the situation not only in the now but in the future. You're supposed to. Your evaluation is supposed to be the most important. Now, what do we say all the time, Larry? You, you have to be able to scout your own team mm-hmm. before you can scout anybody else's. That's right. Who, who could have seen this coming? Uh, just about everybody. Now, mm-hmm. now maybe not nine in a row. Maybe that and that that, but. When you've sat through the previous hundred games, it's not exactly a shock. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, I, I, <laughs> there's two more that I I want to play, but I'm afraid. <laughs> you just, just want to get my reaction, don't you? <laughs> I, I can I'm tell. Afraid. Right. I'm afraid. Play him. I've heard him already. I'm afraid. I'm That's afraid. That's all right. That's all right. Harvey, um, thoughts on the playoff push and the rest of the season? <laughs> We're not mathematically eliminated, but we're certainly in a bad spot. Clearly, uh, you know, if you go on any of those sites, it's pretty minute. Recognize that. Uh, what I expect is, you know, for us to continue to find ways to do everything in our power to compete. 
can try to get tonight, for instance, tonight, get a win. Just promoted two kids from our farm system to see if they can inject some life into, you know, they've earned the right. So they're not being used as pawns. They earned the right to get up here, played well at AAA. We haven't been able to scratch runs across. So we're going to try something different to see if that ignites anything. They're just different attempts. And while doing so, we'll learn a lot about some of these other guys too as we move into 24. Yeah. No, they're not being used as a point. They're not being used to kind of throw the, the, the fan base off the scent of nine straight losses, Larry. These guys have earned this promotion, and uh, now we're calling them up when we're in this historic losing streak. It's a complete coincidence, Larry. Yeah, you know. We were going to call them up anyway. Yeah. They would have been called up anyway. Oh, oh of course. Clearly. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And we just called them up now. They were, yeah, we were right. them up we anyway. Couldn't, we, we couldn't call them. them up at any other point when we didn't have a left fielder the entire season. But now that we've lost nine, it just, it's a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Well, actually, what it is, Gordon, is listening to our fan base. The mm-hmm. fans say they want to see the kids. Right. Here they are. Yes. <laughs> they always listen kids? to the fan base. Absolutely. You want kids? Here's the kids. Mm. You ask, we deliver. Yes. That's it. Very simple. Very simple. Um, Gordon, yeah. Brian Cashman says, we have to go down fighting. Go down fighting. If the die is cast, so be it. You know, we are what our record says we are. We're certainly not proud of it. It's been a disaster of a season. Uh, we're embarrassed by it. But there's still time on the clock for us to turn it around while we're, we're still active and then learn as much as we possibly can on the players that are out there and use that in our decision-making process moving forward. This is like the guy who doesn't know the war is over and is still living in the jungle. I mean, what is he talking about? Larry, what? This is like a comedy show. This is what you get when you have to always present this sunny disposition and you oh, you can't tell the truth. You can't be honest. You can't say, you know, it's over. We're, we're terrible. It's a disaster. He did say a disaster. Like, it's ridiculous. It, it It's like not dealing any... Part of reality. We gotta sorry. go down swinging. <laughs> oh, don't worry, they'll go down swinging, Brian. They go down looking and they go down swinging. <clears throat> but here's the oh best part: Lord. we want to see the evaluation of other people we got here. We've seen enough. Right. We got it. Yeah. They're not good. They're right. Yes, they're not good. They're we not. We don't need good. to see anymore. We don't we need got to it. see anymore. <laughs> we got it. We've seen enough. And if you <laughs> haven't seen enough, what Spare have you us. been looking at? We're good. <laughs> oh, We've seen all God. we need to see. Please put as as some as your one of your many co-hosts had to say, Gordon Damer, put me out of my misery. Stop. Lose. Put me out of my misery. I'm done. I'm done. It's over. It's over. It it was in in some ways. Gordon, um, you give him credit for speaking, but in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, he didn't say what he really needed to say. No, he never and, does. And in this instance, because this is a history-making situation you've got here, you needed to hear more from him. You needed to hear more from, okay, this is what's happened. It's unconscionable. A lot of things have happened. But you, as you mentioned, Gordon, this is on me. This is on everybody in the baseball staff. This is on all of us, but especially me. Right, that's what I wanted to hear. It's incumbent upon me. My job is to make sure we have the best players available. And... For whatever reason, he doesn't have to say whatever. He can just say it hasn't worked out that way, and I have to, and I take full responsibility. Right, done, I am done. the person running this show, and this show is is going off the air. I mean, this sh- <laughs> this ship has run aground, and we all have to be better, starting with me. And again, yep. 
I don't think that that's going to satisfy the fan base because no. there's nothing that you can say to satisfy no, the fan base. Absolutely. But at not. least then you, because we're saying, oh, we're going to give him credit for, for speaking. It probably wasn't his choice to speak. No, I don't know that it was his choice to speak. No, right. no way. Hal told him to speak. There's no right. question it wasn't his guy. So no. he doesn't get that credit. But no. um, you, you'd like to think that somebody who's been in the game this long, and, and one of the things that he always used to say that he learned from, from Stick Michael was never lie. Right, you know, be if you if you have a, a piece of information, don't lie about it. It mm-hmm. only make it worse. That's right. And, and not that they're outright lying, but it feels like that they they couch these things and in, in, in verbiage that uh, like it, it me- loses all meaning. It's just like yeah. gobbledygook after a while. You're right, no question about it. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Good evening, Larry. Good evening, GD. Shout out to the company. And yeah, <laughs> I I um just at this point, we kind of knew that this was what Cashman would do. And to see this happen now, I'm just like, this just totally adds fuel to the fire of all those people who are on Cashman gone. Because I was just, I just don't understand the delusional, dystopian, uh, you know, reverse metaverse world that they created where they still think that they have a chance. And I I just don't know what, like, like it's one of those things where it's like, I'm like, hello, the the invaders have passed the walls. They're inside the castle. They're about to chop off the king's head off. What and and it's like you know the it's like all of the king's or all of the king's men are just like no everything's okay we're we're, we're still we we still have a chance to you know get out of this situation. No, this is this is a horrendous mess right now, and I, I, I'm just at this point like, you know what I, I at this point I, I'm starting to feel like this is this 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 has to be messaging from how. Because Hal stated that if, you know, that there was going to be serious questions to answer. Now it looks like he's going to go out there and say what Cashman and Boone and everyone else has said, which is, who could have seen this happen? Nobody could have seen all these scenarios and these situations could have happened. So, therefore, we're going to run it back. And that is my fear. So that is what I think is going to happen. Jose, (laughs) Jose, my friend, thanks for the phone call. There is no way possible that you could run this back. There is no possible way that you you have to make – even if you make – even if you change one person, Gordon, you you cannot bring this back with no changes at all. It's virtually impossible. No, they made changes. Larry, they got rid of Dylan Lawson. Dylan Lawson was the mastermind. He has ruined this whole, it's all this Dylan Lawson guy. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It's this Dylan Law. He's got the, the analyst. Who hired Dylan Lawson? Oh, no, no, don't, don't worry. Oh, don't pay attention to that. It's this Dylan Lawson. He got in here somehow, this imposter. Run things aground. Of course, Sean Casey hasn't been able to do much else with the no. current roster. <sighs> Did you see this, Gordon? The uh, By the way, Aaron Judge hit the home run. Yeah, look at that. And it's the first lead the Yankees have had since they played Atlanta. Yeah. Like 61 innings. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw that. I, oh. I, actually, I, I actually heard that today on the K-Show because Michael posed a question to Peter. 
and I was I was going about my business, and I'm trying to I'm saying, boy, that's a good that's a real stumper. <laughs> it feels like it's been a really long time, and it has been. It yeah, has been no a really really long time. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. More of your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We're losing sleep over it, whether it's the front office, whether you're a player, coach, a manager. This is a rough time. I care if you're in high school, college, or pro sports. Uh, when you're part of something that's supposed to be really good and it turns really bad, it makes for a horrific experience, obviously, in your game situation in the clubhouse and obviously when you get home and that's something, something I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but it's also part of it. You know, you got to put you, you got to be a pro and you got to, you got to deal with it. You got to face it. You got to fight through it and find what's, what caused it. Excerpts of Brian Cashman's chat with the media here on 98.7 ESPN. Hardestine Damer until 10 and Gordon, um, they're struggling a little bit, huh? <laughs> well, they're, they're winning right now. So we can maybe avoid a, a 10 game losing skid. Uh, Aaron Judge Perhaps. has a home run and Luis Severino has gone through two consecutive innings, Larry. Wow. Without giving up either a run or even a hit. Maybe there was a team meeting before the game. Oh, those always get things fixed. Don't don't they? Well, there's oh, a very need. high uh, care factor. With the oh, Yankees. definitely. Of very course. high. They care a lot. Of course. Imagine what it would look like if they didn't care. Well, that's a question because, uh, you know, there was some question for Boone, I mean, for Brian Cashman, do you think that the fight is still there from this team? I'd try to explain it as the fight is there, the care is there, the intent is there. Being a part of this organization for quite some time, you know, I do know the difference, uh, you know, in when you're bad. I can just tell you putting yourself into a player's seat, if they're at the plate, for instance, they do not want to fail. Or if they're on the mound, they do not want to fail either. And they're all collectively trying to do the best they possibly can to, to stop what's happening to us or what's occurring now for a sustained period of time you mean like getting thrown out on on base base running mistakes gordon and you know bad errors and things of that nature that that's what he's talking about is it it possible that hal has tried to fire cashman before but every time he does cashman starts talking and Hal starts nodding. It's just it's, he's like powerless to resist, and he just starts falling asleep. And then Cashman eventually puts him to sleep, and and, and Hal wakes up later. On. He's like, Cashman, he did it to me again. Do we do we know that that's not possible? Is that possibly happening? Anything is possible, but we'll have to figure out at the end of the season, Gordon, because this is going to be a real test. I mean, I mean, this is going. If this continues, and I don't mean consecutively losing, but I just right. mean if this downward trend continues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if this continues like this, I mean, his hands may be tied. He may have to make a change at both uh, positions. Look, he may have to. According to all the people that are in the know, that are around this, from, from Clappish to they had uh, Tom Verducci on today. Yep. Michael has said the same thing, that there is virtually no chance that Brian Cashman is fired after this season. Okay. Could be reassigned. Doesn't have to be fired. Could be put in another chair. Yeah, there's other chairs sure. in that. There's other chairs. You don't have to be in that chair. Because this is bad, Gordon. This is bad. Well, it is, but the, 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 Larry, there's nobody to blame. It's a complete mystery how this yeah. happened. 
Yeah, I bet I bet you the I bet you the owner knows who to blame. <laughs> I, I know I, there was there used to be an owner who would know who to blame. Yeah, I bet you this owner still knows who to blame. And once again, this is the money guy. When the money when when you look at the stadium next month, he'll know who to blame. Well, it's funny that you say that because not just that. Uh, I'm in the process of reevaluating my my television situation coming up with the NFL season oh. with YouTube TV mm-hmm. and the, the Sunday ticket and all that type of stuff. Just investigating, uh, moving away from from Direct TV. But one of the things is that the streaming services don't have is yes. Mm-hmm. You can't get yes on any of these streaming services Mm-mm. apparently because yes Mm-mm. is about to unveil their own direct-to-consumer product, mm-hmm. which I, I, I said, well, how much possibly could that cost a month? Huh, a 30 $35? It was $25, which mm-hmm. I thought was just obscene. Mm-hmm. Twenty Just for Yankee games? Especially considering... <laughs> Not Nets. You should Yankees. be paying me twenty five dollars to be watching these <laughs> these guys every night here. You know, and I think the Garden might be higher. I think it might be. I think MSG Plus or whatever, yeah. whatever it's going. I think that might be even more. I think that might be thirty thirty five dollars. That's cr- thirty. This is thirty dollars for I MSG. Mean, look, for us, we we you know what we do, we do. But you telling me for the average fan, he's slapping down twenty five dollars a month. If the team just is for not that. going to be good, just for that, right? You know, what happens to my Netflix? Suppose I want to see Netflix. Suppose you know, it's running out. And then, yeah. Gordon, what about Apple? Peacock, right? right. Especially because if you're a huge Yankee fan and you have to see every single solitary game, okay, fine. But you're right. They have games on Sunday Night Baseball. They have yep. games on Apple. They have yep. games on uh, Prime. Pe- Peacock, yeah, Prime. Peacock. They have some – I mean, you can, you can find the Yankees just about everywhere. Can you help me find the Peacock? <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm going to have Peacock all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. What it's an organization. It really? Is. It's crazy. It's and crazy. You know what? One other thing that yes. is bothering me, and it's a, it's okay. a media narrative. Mm-hmm. That well, Brian and the Yankees have only had a one one bad season. Larry doesn't negate all the other good seasons. Well, my question would be, how many bad seasons does he have to have mm-hmm. before we can have that conversation? Is it two? Is it three? Because I look at it, an organization that talks about how it's built. They build it for the regular season. They've won two division titles in the last decade. Two. It's not like they're not the Dodgers who win the NL West every single year and then they get in the playoffs and the playoffs are a crapshoot. No, 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 no. They, they, they win the division very rarely. The only reason why they've made the playoffs as much as they have is because they've expanded the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wonder how many years does he have to have? Because uh, between the way last year wound up and the way this year is going, next year doesn't look like it's – sunshines and rainbows mm-hmm. like so i'm just wondering how many years do we have to have before we can have that conversation also well, it seems like the media is also big on well what would make yankee fans happy well i can tell you one thing that would make them happy somebody else and i'm not <laughs> telling you that there's one person out there that yankee fans would all say oh absolutely or if they if the yankees got off to a bad start next year for whoever that next person is that they would be satisfied or whatnot mm-hmm. but it certainly seems like right now the last two years, you cannot argue that Brian Cashman has done a horrendously bad job. Really bad. Can't argue it. And to be fair, this year, I, I don't care how many years have been really good or how many years, one bad year. This is epically bad. 
epically bad. This is bad. historically bad. Mm-hmm. This could be the worst one in, in a decade. It's the worst one. He's been here 25 years, and it's the worst one by far that he's ever had. All right, so that that's that's like five bad years. Right. <laughs> it's like five bad ones. The one is like five bad ones. It's crazy. Bruce is in New York. Bruce, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Thanks. thanks for taking my call. How are you? So uh, you guys touched on something earlier that I think gets glossed over quite a bit, and that is the injuries. And what I don't understand is why aren't why isn't the training staff? And I know that they were fired and they brought in new new people there, but why aren't they held more accountable for this Anthony Rizzo concussion? He goes through the worst slump. He goes through the protocol. No one thought to check him out again. I don't understand how the trainers aren't making these players take better care of themselves with nutrition, hydration, training, conditioning. That's why these injuries keep happening. It's, it's not just routine plays that are making these guys get hurt. There's something else going on. Why aren't the trainers held more accountable and holding the players more accountable? I hear what you're saying, Bruce. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, didn't they just make wholesale changes to that? A couple of years ago. Yeah, it's a couple of years ago now. And and first, and and they did it then. And then they had another, I don't remember what year it was, but then they had another slew of injuries. They said, well, these these new training uh, protocols, they take a little while to take effect. They They don't fix everything right away. But every year we're talking about injuries, Larry. I mean, every single year. It is creeping up on uh, Jets pass rusher and uh, that Knicks point guard. Knicks point guard. Knicks got yeah. a point guard. Mm-hmm. Jets seem like they got some pass rushers now. Yeah. Yankee injuries might be the new leader in the clubhouse for most <laughs> talked about topic in sports talk radio here in New York. <laughs> it might be the new number one. Might be. Those injuries. Yeah. And, and just uh, the, the one other point I wanted to make about, you know, Cashman. Oh, he's, he's had all these great years. In the last 11 years, mm-hmm. the Yankees have played either one or zero playoff games. Six times. They've wow. missed the play. They're going to miss the playoffs this year. They missed the playoffs in 2016. They missed the playoffs in 2014 and 2013. 2015, they played one wild card game. They lost that. And then in 2021, they played one wild card and lost that. Hmm. So that's six times in the last 11 years, they played one or zero playoff games. Chase for 28, though. Oh, it's still running. Oh, it's running that's all right. 28, boy. It's, that's like, 28. it's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's Gosh. running all right. That 28's been, been rough to catch. <laughs> Elusive. <laughs> Elusive. That 28. I'd love to have 28 as a running back on my on my fantasy team. He's, He's like Barry slashing. Sanders. <laughs> Cutting Ping pong. No. You can't catch him. Can't no. Catch him. Can't, the Yankees haven't really ever got close. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't found it. They're asking for directions. 28 is... Whew. It's only stories about 28. I know. Like, there's no there's no individual sightings of 28. No, you just we just hear about 28. Mm-hmm. Hear about Rumors. It. As Gordon mentioned, Tom Verducci was on the Michael K show. He weighs in on the Yankees. And Gordon, I could not believe that the Mets were actually talking about moving on from Pete Alonso. And they did so at a time that Pete could talk about it last night. Oh, it's great. It's just outstanding. Great job. We'll discuss it next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Great job. 
99, baby. I mean, he is accounted uh, for everything, just about, right? Yeah. He's done a 6 nothing Yankees grand solo home run early, grand slam. Uh, this is, And this is what it takes, right? <laughs> just have him hit home runs every day. That's well, it. there was a stretch of this year where he came back from the injured list that first time, and he was hitting home runs every day. And they look, oh, you know, maybe the Yankees can uh, hang on to this year. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is all they have to do. That's all you have to do. Have him hit home runs every day and have the pitchers not give up any runs. Yeah. Imagine that. That's that's the game plan. Why can't it work? work. Yeah. It's on (laughs) the players, Larry. We're in it to win it. (laughs) That's it. Absolutely. That's what they've been telling us. It's on the players. It's on the players. Judge and Cole. Those two guys, looking forward, those two guys are really good. Yes. Now we need some other good guys. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice if you had some more. Uh, Tom Verducci was on the Michael K show today. Mm Mm-hmm. And Michael asked Tom, will this Yankee thing be a quick fix? I don't think it's a quick fix. Again, systematically, things will change, I believe. But how quickly you can pivot, I don't, I don't think it's a matter of just going out there and spending money. I don't think Shohei Otani is signing with the Yankees this offseason. I mean, he's a quick fix for a lot of people. Because when you sign him, you sign a front of rotation starter in the middle of the order hitter. So, yeah, I, I don't see one fell swoop really turning things around the way that 2019 did with you know, half a billion dollars of free agents. No, I think it's more of the Yankees looking in the mirror and saying, what is it about our approach in our system? And I'm including player development here that needs to change, that we can put more balls in play, that we can be more athletic, that we can emphasize situational hitting more over the home run. Don't get me wrong. You still want the home run. If nothing changes the outcome of the game more like a home run, and especially if you hit more than one. So you still want a home run. But having a more balanced approach, I think, is something that you're going to see the Yankees, I, I think, do a better job of. But, yes, to answer the question, it's not a matter of just winning a free agency this winter. You know, it's interesting what he had to say, Gordon, because he's really looking at it from a minor league situation, right? That mm-hmm. you have to – the biggest thing to do is to start – preparing and getting your minor league system and players right so that you have kind of like what the Mets are saying, right? That you have uh, people in the pipeline that you can, you know, change things with because let's face it, that pipeline has not been working. You know, the old Columbus shuttle that Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner used to run back in the seventies and eighties, they'd be building new bridges (laughs) because it wouldn't be working right now. No. Um, yeah, I mean, they need systematic change, I think, is the term that he used. Um, and I would agree, right? I mean, there's a lot of areas of the team that need fixing, not just the current roster, but the evaluation process that led to this current roster, the the development process of the minor leagues. All of this stuff is not exact. That's why it's hard for me to believe that Brian Cashman can look Hal Steinbrenner in the eye and say, well, this – Yes, this, these parts are bad this year, or this is bad moving forward, but at least I have this. Look at how good we've done with this. There is no aspect where you'd say, oh, no, they're, they're top of baseball in terms of whatever area you want to name. There is none. No, not at all. Uh, Verducci on the K Show. Is Cashman or Boone on the hot seat? I don't think Brian Cashman's job is in jeopardy. I mean, this team has had what, how many winning seasons in a row? That If you have 
a first one in three decades. I don't think that's a reason for someone to lose a job. Boone, I would say, as a manager, just on the face of things, for a team with the largest payroll in the league that just has not responded this year. I mean, every time the Yankees seemed like they needed to respond, whether it was after Judge's injury or once he got back in the lineup, it just didn't respond. And I know there's a lot of reasons in terms of injuries, but you know, a manager's job is going to be on the line when you underachieve the way the Yankees have. That being said, I don't think I look at the Yankees' manager and say that's why they're not winning. But, no, I, I don't think overall the managers are the issue here. I don't think Aaron has ever lost the confidence in his players. I think that's his strongest suit, and that's something that you can still build on. Now, that being said, I can't sit here and say, you know, he gets a complete pass, and therefore you have to bring him back. I understand just on the face of it, any manager underachieves with this kind of talent, this kind of payroll, this kind of a fan base that expects to win, yeah, your job is, is going to Come into question. There's no question about that. Um, did he answer the question, Gordon? I don't think so. <laughs> he started by saying they really need systematic change. The GM, no, he's staying. The the, the manager, well, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily his fault. Here's yeah. the deal: any change with the Yankees that does not involve Brian Cashman is just window dressing. Yep. He is the guy who is running the show. The reason the manager's here is because of him. So this idea, well, you know, you could bring back Cashman and change this area and change this guy and change that guy. Why would I change all those guys and allow the guy who picked all those guys to remain in place? You so wouldn't. any change involving the Yankees that doesn't include Brian Cashman, it's just window dressing. You're right. Tommy's in Long Island. What's up, Tommy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Tommy. Hello? Yeah, we got you, Tommy. What you got, pal? Am I there? Yeah, you're, you're there, here, Tommy. We're here. Are uh, you there? I'm there. I'm here. I'm somewhere. All right. That's, we got that uh, answered. You guys are great. Um, I can't unbelieve that when I heard about the mess with Pia Alonso possibly in a trade, how can they even think of that? Number one, as a big fan of the mess, how dare they even entertain that situation? He's he's our Met. He's our new David Wright. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, here's the thing, Tommy, and, and thanks for the phone call. It's you know what it is, Gordon. It's the fear of what is Peter Alonso. Peter Alonso is going to want big money. He's going to yeah. want a eight, nine, ten year contract, right? Mm-hmm. Gordon, their fear is what is Peter Alonso going to look? It's 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 the it's the Giancarlo Stanton fear, right? Absolutely. What is Peter Alonso going to look like at age thirty five through through thirty nine if we give him a big time ten year contract? What is he going to look like? And so that's the concern they have. Now, listen, I, from a fan standpoint, it's Gordon. It's unconscionable that you would think you would trade Peter Alonso. He's the face of the team right now. His power numbers have been outstanding. I know he's not he's not going to be a gold glove first baseman, but he's improved at first base. He he he's a stand up guy. He's everything you want in a team, in a leader for a team. He's a power hitter. He's going to set numbers. But once again, when you start talking about money and how his body is going to age, it's a major concern. So for them. They're thinking, well, they were thinking, listen, we'll, we'll offer him if somebody over, they're not giving him away, Gordon, but if, if somebody offers us something decent, we'll, we'll take, we might take a, we might move on that. 
because signing him for a long-term contract is dangerous. Absolutely. We're, we're, I mean, if the Yank, if, the, if tomorrow Major League Baseball came out like the NBA did that one year and said, we'll give every team an amnesty deal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can have one contract, you get off your books, and you don't have to pay whatever. It's pretty clear which one, which player the Yankees would use that on. It's Giancarlo yep. Stanton. That's right. Is there, a, is there a player in baseball right now who Pete Alonzo more mirrors than Giancarlo Stanton? Yeah. He hits for great power. He's as consistent a power bat as there is in the sport right now. He doesn't hit for any average. He's not fast. He doesn't, he doesn't have speed. He isn't a good throwing arm or, or fielding ability, really. He has one characteristic that he does really, really well. And those don't age well. We're getting to see it with the New York Yankees. And I would actually make the argument that when Stanton got his deal, that one actually made more sense than mm-hmm. giving Alonzo 8, 9, 10 years. Alonzo's going to be 30 years old and has never projected as a, as a real athlete. No. So, look, Met fans... I think it actually is a good sign that they're investigating every possibility that you don't want to give the guy away. Mm-hmm. But the Mets have two courses of action that they can take. Signing him to a long-term deal, given what already the owner has kind of gone out and signed other guys. I mean, he's overpaid for everybody. So you'd have to expect the face of the franchise is going to get expect to get overpaid in the process. Sure. So what mm-hmm. is that, $35 million a year for eight yeah. years? Yeah. Um, if they want to sign him, they should sign him this offseason right. and get Extended. one of those years off the books while he's right. he's really productive and buy out one of those years of arbitration. But mm-hmm. history has shown you signing guys who are bad, uh, not athletic, bad fielders, slow, who have one primary skill. Those don't age very well, no they matter don't. how nice a guy they are. Yeah. And listen, you love him. Gordon, how could you how could you not love Peter Alonso if you're a Met fan? You can't you you no. love him. He's mm-hmm. everything you want. Absolutely, he's, he's everything you want. And um, it it was it's you know it's it's the re- it's Gordon. It's what you said that the Yankees are not doing. They're looking ahead. The yeah. Mets are looking ahead to say, okay, look, we love him, we want him. So uh, I think what they. If it were me, I would try to extend him, Gordon, like you said. Mm-hmm. Give me, can I extend him three, four years? Right. Till I get uh, to him 34? Can I get, can I get, you know, not that he'll probably take it, but you know what right. I'm saying. Can I do something like that where, even, Gordon, I, I think I'm willing to even go five or six, but I can't go more than six because I'm afraid. Well, then you're, you're going to have to be, if, if I'm Pete Alonzo, what I'm thinking is you're going to have to really overpay me. And I, I, all right, you want the years? I want the money. Yeah. So maybe, I'd rather take the I, I, you know I, me. I'd rather give you the money than the years. I I think it's it sounds preposterous, but forty million dollars a year for Pete Alonso. If, if you're telling me you're only going to sign me to five six years, I want the money. I'll so take. That, I'll give you the money. Right. I'd rather give you the money than be saddled with the money and the years, and you're and you're not giving me the production. And, and what have we been talking about this year with the Yankees? One of the flaws of the team. They got to be more young and athletic. Why mm-hmm. would you then go out in the off season if you're a different team but still the same league? And sign somebody who's not young or athletic. That's right. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, Don Ferducci weighs in on what the Mets should do with Pete Alonso. And Pete Alonso was interesting reaction. We'll share that with you next on 98.7 ESPN. I'm there. I'm here. I'm somewhere. <laughs> 